Welcome to the teaching ministry of Reverend JFK Mensah, a seasoned Bible teacher with over 40 years of ministry experience. He is a pastor, a church planter, a missionary, and an international conference speaker. He is passionate about making Christ-like disciples worldwide. JFK Mensah is the General Overseer of Great Commission Church International. May you be transformed as you listen to the Word of God. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you. You brought us to this retreat to speak to us concerning the work you gave into our hands. May you grant us the oil for finishing this work in one generation. In Jesus' name, Amen. This work will be finished. Yes. Whether you contribute or not, God will raise up people to finish it. That, that is the truth. So, this evening, my main job is to convince you that discipleship without spiritual power is a waste of time. There are many discipling methods. I look at them. But the first place I go to is how much they involve the power of God in discipling the people. Because the Bible College of Jesus Christ was a power-packed Bible College. Let's read the Mark chapter 3, verses 14 and 15. Mark 3, we are reading verses 14 and 15. And he appointed twelve, whom he also named apostles, so that they might be with him, and he might send them out to preach. He appointed twelve. Jesus appointed twelve to be with him, so that after he has schooled them, he will send them forth to preach. Listen to the verse 15. And have authority to cast out demons. That was part of the syllabus, the curriculum of Jesus' Bible college. Any Bible college that does not teach people how to cast out demons is not a Christ-like Bible college. So, by Matthew chapter 10, verse 1, he has started sending them out two by two. Let's read it for effect. And he called to him his twelve disciples. This is Matthew 10. 
He called them to follow him and he will make them fishers of men. Chapter 4. Chapter 5, 6, 7 is sermon on the mount. Chapter 8, 9, he tells them the harvest is plentiful. Laborers are few. Chapter 10, he is sending them out. Yes. And he called to him his twelve disciples. Yes. And gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal every disease and every affliction. How many diseases were they to heal? Tell your friend every. Every. Jesus had not yet died on the cross. Jesus had not yet risen from the dead. The day of Pentecost, when the power of God came down, had not yet come. But he told his twelve, two by two, I give you authority. Cast out demons. Heal the sick. Go. And if you don't believe it, let's read verses 7 and 8. Verse 7 and 8. And proclaim as he goes, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick. Heal the sick. Raise the dead. Raise the dead. Cleanse lepers. Cleanse the lepers. Cast out demons. Cast out demons. You receive without paying. Give without paying. We have reduced the church to nice music and fashion dressing. That is the church now. You see? Peter and Coke would say, silver and gold have I none. But such as I have, I give you. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. Today, the church has silver and gold. But lacks power to cast out demons. Some churches are even teaching that there are no demons to be cast out. The person who casts out demons most in the whole Bible, 3,000 human beings are traced in the Bible. The person who casts out demons most is Jesus Christ. If you can't cast out demons, you are not a disciple of Jesus. You can never be like Jesus. And I want an amen to that. You say these are the twelve. Let's go to the seventy. Let's read for the, our purposes Luke chapter 10. Read verse 1. Then jump to verse 17 and 19. Luke 10 verse 1 verse 17 verse 19. After this, the Lord appointed 72 others. And send them on ahead of him, two by two, into every town and place where he himself was about to go. This is the reserved team of Jesus Christ. It's not the national team. This is the reserved team. And he appointed them, 72, sent them out two by two. To the places where he was going to go for the main sermon. They were to just go and preach introductory sermon and MC the event. Listen to them, verse 17. 17. The 72 returned with joy saying, Lord, 
Even the demons are subject to us in your name. Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. This is the reserve team. Listen to verse 19. Behold, I have given you authority to thread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall hurt you. I don't know why, but I used to think that this promise was given to the apostles. It is not true. This is the reserved theme. Jesus was telling the 72 that, Behold, I give to you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing, 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 nothing shall by any means hurt you. Brothers and sisters, ladies, I want to tell you that if you are living after the cross, after the resurrection, after Pentecost, and you can't cast out demons as a Christian, there is a question mark on whether you are actually born again. Is somebody listening to me? Because, look, everybody in this 21st century wants to have a personal encounter with God and the spiritual realm. You don't want to go to church just because your father says go to church or your mother. When you are young, then they will be pushing your ticker. Don't you want to get up? Let's go to church. Okay, stop doing that. Go, go to church. They do that to you when you are growing. But immediately you start thinking for yourself. You ask yourself the serious questions. Is this God real? Does he exist? Does he have power? I come from Africa. In Africa, we know what is Tigari. We know what is uh, uh, Mamiwata and Papawata. We, 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 in Africa, we understand witchcraft. And people are not joking with Togbizipi. Uh, we even have golden stool. Africa, don't joke with us. Therefore, if you are telling me to serve God, that God must be bigger than the God Africa gives. Otherwise, why should I leave African gods to go and follow the white man's God? This is why people, a lot of intellectuals, they become lawyers, doctors, engineers, you know, professors. They say there is white man's religion. Why is this Christianity? Why? Because they've tasted the powerlessness of the church to meet African Tigari and Voodoo and Betonedo and Antoine and Akonedi. You see, they've seen that the African God is there. But they don't see this your Christian God. Therefore they can talk how and write anyhow. But that's not all. The truth is that this gospel of the kingdom, if it does not have power, will not make inroad among the Gonjas, among the Mampusi, among the Chakali, 
the Chala, then Zima. I was with my wife. We were coming from Cote d'Ivoire. And she said she won't go and sleep at the hotel. She will sleep in the car. She is here. When we close, ask her. That day she really saw witchcraft in Zima land. She saw what they call witchcraft. And, and, and she changed her mind. Yeah, that's it. So, the hard grounds, India alone has over 100 million gods. India alone. Therefore, you can't go to India and just, haven't you been seeing the India films? When you go to Thailand, they are airports. Has got snakes, big, you know, silver snakes, human beings with three arms, and because as a nation, they believe in those things. Even when I was growing up, Indian films were very popular in Ghana. Snakes swallowing people, and uh, you know, beasts of all kinds of things. You see, today, a lot of these Nigerian films, you see Agbalagba. So, when we are talking about unreached people groups, if we send intellectual Christians there, it will take them one million years. They can't do thing about it. Everybody who is going out to reach difficult tribes must be armed with power and authority, the anointing of the Holy Spirit. That's it. This is it. Even secondary school ministry, if I call some of them to give you what is happening in our secondary schools. Eh? Small, small girls carrying big, big witchcraft and, and tormenting classroom teachers and their fellow mates in the classroom. Passing on witchcraft. I mean, you, you, you will marvel. I myself, for a long time, I used to preach with great force. Then one woman came and told me that pastor, I want to see you. Then she came to my house. And she said, pastor, you know, I love your sermons. But whenever you start preaching, a big snake comes out of my private path and moves to the front of the church and opens its mouth to swallow all the sermon you are, you are bringing out. When you finish, it comes back and enters me. I love children. But any child I carry in your church, I see snakes entering the child from coming from my hand. So I tell mama, take the children away. And she told me how in the night, She'll be going like a lizard from 12 o'clock to 3 a.m. Around the world. The whole night. 3 o'clock, then she comes back. And she bossed me more. As she spoke, I, the pastor, began to tremble. I said to get up. I said to raise her hands. Because I didn't want to lay hands on her. I said, she should say, in the name of Jesus, she fell down. She fell down over 40 times in my hall. And she left the church never to come back. 
Tell me there are no witches in the church. If there were evil spirits in people in the synagogues of Israel, Mark chapter 1, 21 to 27, are you sure there is any church in Ghana and there are no demons in the church? You have to prove it. So, what is the situation now? Eight out of every hundred people in the world have never heard about Jesus. Forty out of hundred people in the world have heard about Jesus but not decided for him. Thirty-two out of every hundred people in the world have decided for Jesus. But that includes Aladura, it includes Mormon, it includes Jehovah Witness. Roman Catholic is 11 out of that 32. And we dare not remove them. Because if we remove them, Muslims will overtake us. Yes, Muslims are 24% of the world. So, they are just behind us. So, we need to include Aladura and, and uh, include, yes, all those people in order to have our 32 and stay at the head. Now, Hindus are 15 out of 100. And Buddhists are 7 out of 100. So, listen to the facts. As I speak now, 700 languages have the Bible translated. The whole Bible. 1,500 languages have only New Testament translated. 2,000 languages have no Bible, no missionary, no church, no active Christian. 87 out of 100 Muslims Buddhists, Hindus have never seen a Christian with their eyes from the time they are born until they die. These are the facts. And even Ghana, we have 22 unrich people groups. And you heard what an unrich people group is. This is Ghana. This is Ghana. The whole Africa has 998 unrich people groups. Two less than one thousand. When we say unreached, it means the work has not been done. I always tell people that the first time I went up northern region towards Navrongo, I started weeping. Five thousand three hundred towns and villages without a church. But mosque, 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 mosque. Why alone has over fifty mosques? The first time I went to Guinea Conakry, my heart, what? From Conakry, the capital, we're going to the second capital, the former capital. Every town and city, mosque, 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 mosque. What? Mauritania is 99% Muslim. Western Sahara is 100% Muslim. 
Algeria is 97% Muslim. Tunisia is 98% Muslim. Libya is 99.6% Muslim. Niger is 97% Muslim. Gambia. Gambia is 95% Muslim. Senegal is 92% Muslim. Should I continue? A lot of you sitting here are needed desperately to break the ground in those countries. Look at Indonesia. Indonesia alone has over 100 million Muslims. You can't go with talk talk to these people and do anything. But when they see the power of God, when they see the anointing of the Holy Spirit, they bow. That's it. This is the truth. Please, come. Tell them what convinced you that the name of Jesus cast out demons. And that what Jesus says, behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions. Tell them. You see, tell them, I want to hear things like, the fact that I am standing here means no evil spirit. Because every Bible college I go to, I cast out evil spirits. And look at me, I am still alive. I mean, tell them things like that. Then they know that the preacher is not deceiving them. Because I did crusade in 77 towns and villages in Volta region. Casting out demons, praying for the sick, challenging juju men and witches. I'm alive today to show that their power cannot kill me. What I'm saying is that what Jesus said, behold, I give to you power to tread on serpents and scorpions. I am a witness that what Jesus said is true. No philosopher anywhere in Germany can convince me that what I'm saying is not true. Have you seen it? You can't sit in your desk there and say because you know Greek and Hebrew what you are saying is true. I am a practicing demon caster. And I am, yes, and I, and I have seen it. And I'm saying that these things in the Bible, behold, I give you power, authority to trample on them. It's not a joke. Hallelujah. So, what we are saying is that it's not story. All these people came here. They cast out demons. Do you understand? They cast out demons. And if those demons are anything, why have they, they killed Pastor Selassie until now? You see? Where, where are they now? Where are the evil spirits? I remember we went to Hohoe and I said, oh, that night I wasn't going to do any deliverance. I was just going to teach. And when I talked, I said we should rise up and pray. Before I opened my eyes, one of the boys from the back jumped through the air and said, I'm killing you tonight! <laughs> so, the youth were alert. They caught him in the air and brought him down. Come out in the name of Jesus. Come, He is a photographer in Pando now. I am alive. Do you understand? And these are the only things which can enter Mampusila, Chakalila, enter India. Eh? 
they have in their power, but you are clothed with power from on high. Are you with me? If we go with that, we can finish this work in time. Because we are going not by power or might, but by the Spirit of God. Even I myself, when somebody told me I could cast out evil spirits, I looked at him in a certain way. It was Mama's friend. But when I said to the demon to come out, it came out. And I said, huh? These demons, is that it? You see, because somebody brought me a woman who was dying. And the father brought a goat. And told me that if I prayed for her daughter and she was well, he would give me the goat. And I prayed with all my faith. And the lady died. So he came for his goat. That time, nobody taught me that. Just casting out demons. It's a demon. We don't counsel a demon. You don't beg a demon. You don't intercede for a demon. You cast it out. You command it in the name of Jesus to go. And it goes. I didn't know. Nobody told me. Now, I tell people when I'm training them that, look, eight out of ten sicknesses you meet, don't even think. Just tell the demon, you go out in the name of Jesus. Because Acts chapter 10 verse 38 says that Jesus of Nazareth, how God anointed him with the Holy Spirit and power. He went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil. It's a Greek word, katadunastai. Katadunastai means a Satan is ruling, sitting thoroughly on the person. And Jesus was anointed. He told these those demons, get up! Go! He didn't even use the name of Jesus, but we use it. He got the name for us. Just like my wife is using Mensa more than myself. You see, let me spend the rest of my sermon time on how to cooperate with the Holy Spirit. How to cooperate with the Holy Spirit. When we say you are cooperating with somebody, it means three things. One, you are trying to achieve the same goal with the person. Two, you are working together with the person. And three, you are trying to work in a way that will help achieve the goal. Then we say you are cooperating with the person. 
Uh, GSK, come. We want to move this pulpit to this flower here. That's what we want to do. Do you see what is happening? You didn't see. I was trying to pull it here. He is pulling it there. The thing is not moving. Okay, now cooperate. This is the meaning of cooperating. It means one person is trying to achieve a goal and the other person is working together trying to move the thing in the same direction to achieve that common goal. Then you are cooperating. The Holy Spirit is a person. You can cooperate with Him or you can resist Him. Acts chapter 7 verse 51. Acts 7 51. Acts 7 51. You stiff-necked people, uncircumcised in heart and ears, you always resist the Holy Spirit as your fathers did, so do you. Uncircumcised, stiff-necked. When you say somebody is stiff-necked, it doesn't mean his neck is stiff. It means he's stubborn. And uncircumcised in heart and ears. You always resist the Holy Spirit. So this is the Holy Spirit. So you want to go here. So let's go. The Bible says some of you, your life is resisting the Holy Spirit. The way you are, you see, anything the Holy Spirit, you are resisting the Holy Spirit. That's what the Bible says. And some people, they are born rebels. Isaiah chapter 63 verse 10 says that they vex and annoy and grieve. He says they rebelled. Do you know who a rebel is? When you say you rebel, it means they tell you, sit down. Then you stand up. They say, come. Then you go back. And come. You can rebel against the Holy Spirit. But they rebelled and grieved his Holy Spirit. Yes. Therefore he turned to be their enemy and himself fought against them. There are some things happening in your life. It's not Satan who is fighting. It's the Holy Spirit who is fighting. They rebel and grieve his Holy Spirit. Therefore he turned to be their enemy and he himself fought against them. Thank you Holy Spirit. Are you with me? So, in the same way in your life, you can cooperate with the Holy Spirit. How do you cooperate with the Holy Spirit? 
Simply finding out what the Holy Spirit wants to do or is doing, where he is going, how he is feeling, and positioning yourself so that you can help him achieve his goal. Then we say you are cooperating with him. Another big word would be collaborating with him. You are co-laboring with the Holy Spirit. So, this evening, we have spent too much time for me to do the details. I can just introduce the topic. And when you go home, sit down, do your homework. Let's start reading John 14. We are reading verse 16. We are reading verse 17. We are reading verse 26. John 14. Yes. 16, 17, 26. It says, And I will ask the Father, and He will give you another Comforter or helper. The Holy Spirit to be with you forever. The Spirit of truth. The world cannot receive Him because they don't see Him. They don't know Him. But you know Him because He is with you and shall be in you. Yes. John 14, 16. And I'll pray the Father. And he will give you another helper. He will give you another what? Helper. That he may abide with you forever. Did you hear that? He will give you another what? Helper. Another what? Helper. It's a Greek word. Parakletos. Para. Meaning standing beside. Kletos. Meaning to call. Someone you call to stand beside you and help you. Even his name. If you want to cooperate with a helper, what do you do? Somebody has come as your helper. You want to cooperate with him. What do you do? How do you cooperate with him? For example, prayer. A lot of people say, for me I can't pray. Hey, you pray one hour. Hey, I can't, I can't. The Holy Spirit is a helper to help you pray. If you start praying, He will start helping you to pray. If you don't pray, He is a helper. He is not the one going to initiate the prayer. He is going to stand until you start praying. Then He will help you to pray. It's the same. Your Bible. Eh? Oh, for me, I can't memorize Bible verses. If you start, he will help you and remind you of the Bible verse you are memorizing. That's his work. He is a helper. So if you won't do it, he will just fold his hand and stay. So there are many Christians. The Holy Spirit is living in you, but you are powerless because he is just there. Until the day you get up, then he will help you to do it. He is a helper. 
But not only that. How long is he coming to stay with you? Did you say forever? Tell your friend forever. You know, my wife, when we were in Huawei, one a gentleman from Togo was visiting us. Look, my wife got up 4 a.m. They scrubbed the house. They swept. They cleaned. They, they. The man came for one day and left. He came for one day. The Holy Spirit is coming for how long? Therefore, whenever a Christian is watching pornography, he can't do pornography with you. But he is in you forever. This is why some dresses you put on, immediately you put them on. <laughs> Because you are resisting him. You are spoiling his work. When you go out and say, Christian is dressed that way. It's a disgrace to the spirit who is living in you forever that you are dressed that way. He has come to be with you, not one day. If one day, okay, you won't listen to the song one day. You won't watch pornography one day. And then one day you won't do this. You won't do this. One day. When the day is gone, then you breathe. Holy Spirit is gone, finally. Okay, uh, what film was I watching? Come. What song was I listening to? Come. Uh That pornography, where Christ is, you click. Then you say, yeah. (laughs) He has come to stay forever. Therefore, you better clean up forever. Do you understand how you cooperate with Him? Yes. Last time, we were arguing on the U.S. platform on whether women should cover their hair in church. And when I finished speaking, somebody raised their hand and said, oh, mine is a contribution, not a question. I became born again because of covering of hair. So I said, share with us. He said, a deeper life church family, used to pass by his house to church. And whenever they are passing, they cover their hair for the little girls and the woman. And he said, ah, where are you going to? They say church. What type of church is that? So one day, he decided to follow them to church. And when he got to church, that sermon, he became born again. There are certain types of dresses when you put them on and you are witnessing, evangelizing somebody. The person doesn't say anything. He doesn't say It's enough. If this is the kind of Jesus you want me to change and come, I don't want it. I, go with your Jesus. And the men are supporting their girls to do it. Anyway, that's sidetracking. But notice, please, you didn't finish the verse. Yes, verse 17. John fourteen seventeen. Even the spirit of truth. He is the spirit of... Some of us, white lies, 
half-truths, political truths, I don't know, emergency lies, because you, you just can't be honest. You just can't tell the truth. He is the spirit of, spirit of, so if you are working with him, if you are working with him, he likes truth. Trudeau, no quarry, no quarry, no quarry. Somebody asks your name, then you say Emmanuel, your phone number, then you mention it and leave one out intentionally. I mean, if you won't give the person your phone number, say, I won't give you. Satan is the father of lies. If you want to walk with the Holy Spirit, he is the spirit of truth. Yes, and what else is he? Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. Yes. Because it neither says him nor knows him. The world cannot receive him. Because it neither sees him nor knows him. Yes. You know him. You know him. For he dwells with you. He dwells in you. And will be in you. He is. Uh, Holy Spirit, please. Are you there? Please come. You see, the world cannot see the Holy Spirit. The world is not what we are to copy. The Holy Spirit is the person we are to copy. The world cannot see the Holy Spirit. We see Him. We know Him. He is us and with us. Therefore, the world can laugh at you because they don't see the person whom you are copying, whom you are listening to. They, they, they don't dance according to that tempo because they, they don't see the Holy Spirit. You know him. He is with you and in you forever. Are you with me? I, I don't think I have to continue this sermon. Because verse 26 says he is a teacher. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things. He is a what? He's a teacher. He's a teacher. What subjects does he teach? He teaches you how to marry. He teaches you how to pass your exams. He teaches you how to, you know, keep your friends. He teaches you all things. All things means all things. All things means all things. You see, some of us, are not teachable. From morning to evening, mobile phone, this text message, WhatsApp, uh, computer, that, that's all that teaches you from morning to evening. He is a teacher! So if you are in a class, and you are the teacher, and the children, they are pinching one another, and then, <laughs> you are teaching. <laughs> yes, keep teaching. <laughs> How how will you feel as a teacher? The Holy Spirit is a teacher. He is living inside you. You have no time to listen to him. How can you cooperate with him? 
have no time to have your quiet time. No time. He is a teacher. He is a teacher. There are many things happening in your life. He could have told you, don't buy this. Don't buy this book. You don't need it. No, stop. This medicine is not for you. He could have told you, don't go out today. Today there will be an accident. Don't go out. Oh, an earthquake is coming. Stop. Don't go to Turkey. He, he, he is a teacher. The Bible says in John uh, 16 verse 13 that he will tell you things to come. If Christians are in the country, earthquake is not, is coming. They don't hear, they don't see. It's because they are blind to the Holy Spirit. He will show you things to come. He will show you things to come. He will show you things to come. Not only that, he qualifies to teach you. Because Genesis chapter 1 verse 2 says, In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, the Spirit of God was moving upon the waters. So he knows geology more than your geology professor. He understands chemistry more than your chemistry professor or that SHS chemistry you have done and you think you have something armor. He was there in the beginning of creation. And first Corinthians says he searches God, the deep things of God. He knows. He knows. He qualifies to teach you. He, the Holy Spirit can teach you. Don't be too big in your shoes. You see? He can teach you. He is a teacher. You don't have time to listen to him. How can you cooperate with him? There are many instructions he wants to give you each day. If you only listen. The verse 26. He does not only teach. What does he do? He will teach you. And bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. He is a reminder. The Holy Spirit is a heavenly remembrancer. Let me put it that way. What does that mean? It means if you never memorize a Bible verse, he can never remind you. If you haven't been to Kumasi, can somebody remind you of Kumasi? No, no, Kumasi. Nobody can remind you of Kumasi because you know. If you don't memorize a Bible verse, the Holy Spirit is your helper. He cannot remind you. His help is to remind you of what you memorize. Amen. You know, I can spend the whole night talking about this. We need to learn how to cooperate with the Holy Spirit. He is holy. Therefore, be holy. He is a spirit. Therefore, walk with him. As with a spirit. He has come to stay with you forever. Therefore, attention. Your body is his temple. Therefore, be careful what you do with your body. And he is a teacher. Listen. Listen. Anytime you will go to a place and you are not learning anything, stop. Because you are wasting your, the Holy Spirit's time. He's a teacher. He wants to teach you. He wants to teach you. And he wants to remind you. Position yourself so that he can remind you. Position yourself so that he can pray through you. With groans which cannot be uttered. So today, all our prayer is Lord 
I want to yield to you. This my big mind, troublesome mind. I want to yield it to your mind. This my heart, my emotions. I want to yield them to your emotions. My will. I want to give my will to you and bow my will to your will. My conscience. You see, the most important decisions in life. Marriage. What school to go to. Which church to be in. What business or work to do. What friends I should pick. Big decisions. I yield them to you. I bow. I bow to your wisdom. You see? And I want to cooperate with you. I want to see what you are doing and do it with you. That's our prayer for this evening. I can't teach you how to pray. So, when we, let's rise up and then just pray. Pray your heart to the Holy Spirit to cooperate with Him. Follow JFK Men's Ministries on Facebook and YouTube and invite others to listen to his podcast. You can also access some of JFK Mensa's books and keep up with his ministry at www.jfkmensaministries.org. God bless you.